Things with Wings Productions presents the epilogue of the Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, Magpie found herself at a crossroads in a place called Between, and made the choice to travel to what comes after, the pivotal moment she jumped off the cliff to stop the Skylark Bell and creating hers and Farfalla's time loops. Today we read the final chapter of the Skylark Trilogy, the epilogue to Skydive, in which we catch a glimpse of the world after the time loops have been closed, and get a hint at who was truly pulling the strings all along. Before we dive into the story, I want to give a special mention to my dear friend Amy, without who this podcast and the last two books of the Skylark Trilogy wouldn't exist. Amy is the one who sparked me into releasing a story I had shelved for the better part of a decade as a podcast. She lit a spark that turned into a roaring fire in the form of two additional novels. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Amy, for this incredible adventure. Just like Magpie, I don't know what comes after. But my hope is that it involves publishing the Skylark Trilogy in print, digital, and audiobook format so you can enjoy the full story without interruption and at your own pace. I'm also working on a brand new book, which may turn into a series called The Tales of Lydia Roy, that I'm very excited to share with you. All these projects take a lot of time, effort, and funds. If you're able to support me either through a donation or by subscribing to Patreon or Coffee. Know that every penny will go directly toward moving this and future creative projects forward. I'm excited for all of us to discover what lies ahead in the after. Now, for the last time in the Skylark universe, it's time to get settled in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. Phew, I think this is the last one, says Mrs. Phaeton, setting a large box on the dining room table. We did it, says Magpie, her bright blue eyes twinkling and a proud, excited grin on her face. She looks around the main floor of the house, taking in the vintage wallpaper, the wooden beams on the ceiling that support the second floor, and the old stone fireplace. She sets down her box next to her mother's and walks over to the fireplace to take a closer look at a framed photograph on the mantel. Is this great-great-grandmother Farfalla? she asks, pointing at the photo. Mrs. Phaeton walks over with a glass of water and hands it to Magpie, before squinting at the photograph. Indeed, I believe it is, and that is her husband James standing next to her, and the little girl at their feet would be my grandmother Elizabeth. Isn't it amazing that our family has such a rich history with this place? breathes Magpie. Mrs. Phaeton wraps her arm around her daughter's shoulders. So, I've been thinking about a name, she begins. Magpie turns around, a look of doubt on her face. In the past, her mother has thrown out some rather unconventional ideas, to say the least. It came to me in a dream, believe it or not, she laughs. Okay, ready? Magpie nods and rolls her forearms one over the other to indicate she is ready for her mother to get to the point. Drum roll, please. Mrs. Phaeton pats her palms against her thighs. 
How about the Larkin Bell Artists' Retreat? Magpie's brow furrows. Why does the name sound so familiar? Oh, you don't like it, says her mother, unable to hide the disappointment in her voice. No, I love it, Mom. It's perfect, replies Magpie, hugging her mom. A sudden knock on the door startles them both. I'll get it, says Magpie. You see if you can find some dishes and napkins. Magpie opens the massive wood door. Behind it stands a boy about her age. He's somewhat shyly holding his hands behind his back. Hi, I'm Lucas, he begins. I live across the road with my grandmother. She asked me to bring you these and wants to know if you need anything, he says, handing Magpie a box wrapped in a purple ribbon. Magpie takes the package and motions for Lucas to come in. She places the box on the counter and gently unties the ribbon. Inside she finds a few jars of blackberry jam, a hand-knitted blanket, some cookies, and a book wrapped in tissue paper. She gently releases the book from its wrapping and reads the title, The Skylark Bell. An inexplicable shiver runs down Magpie's spine, and she does her best to shake it off before turning back to the boy. My grandmother says Farfalla gave it to her years ago when she was young. Farfalla said it was her favorite book growing up. Grandma said she felt like you should have it, explains Lucas. What is it about, she asks, her curiosity piqued. Here's some money, why don't you go find us some supper, interrupts Mrs. Phaeton as she walks in from the kitchen. Mom, this is our neighbor, Lucas. He and his grandmother live across the road, and he brought us a welcome gift, explains Magpie. Ah, oh, kind! Thank you, and it's lovely to meet you, says Mrs. Phaeton. I'd better get back to work. I've unpacked four boxes, and so far the most useful thing I've found is a spatula. Well, I've been assigned a mission. Which restaurant in town would you recommend? asks Magpie, turning back to Lucas. At this, a smile teases the corner of Lucas's mouth. There's only one restaurant in town. It's called the Early Bird. But if you want something from there, we'd better hurry. They close in an hour. I'll tell you the story of the Skylark Bell along the way, he says, turning toward the door. Magpie shouts goodbye to her mother, and she and Lucas step outside into the warm evening air. The orange glow of the setting sun wraps itself around them. Lucas turns to look at Magpie as they amble down the main road, gravel crunching under their feet. So, the Skylark Bell had red hair and blue eyes just like you, he begins. They say she had a beautiful voice that could calm even the most frightened child, almost like she could hypnotize them. No one is quite sure how she arrived in their village, but after she arrived, she never left and lived to the ripe old age of a hundred and five. That's amazing, breathes Magpie. After she died, the villagers decided to honor her memory by holding an annual festival and crowning a new Skylark Bell every year. Some say the original Skylark Bell was a mystical creature, that she came from the ocean, and that's why she had such healing powers. What an amazing story, says Magpie, intrigued. I can't wait to read the book. Lucas glances at his watch and says, Enough about that. It's getting late. We've got to fly. <laughs>
Magpie and Lucas keep chatting as they make their way down the gravel road toward town, leaving a cloud of dust trailing on the breeze behind them. Across the ocean, in the middle of a vast forest, an ancient oak tree reaches for the moody gray sky. The wind picks up, blowing through its rusting leaves and causing them to spiral through the ground. A flock of birds lifts from its multitude of branches, forming a blanket of moving wings that temporarily blocks out the daylight before scattering off toward the ocean. From deep within the ground, at the tip of the tree's roots, a melody begins to form. The sound travels upward through the oak's trunk and out through the tips of its branches. It soars over the forest toward the fields, valleys, and mountains, until it blankets the entire island. The melody stretches across the ocean like a hand reaching for something it desperately wants, crossing over the shore on the other side. Just as the sound is about to wrap itself around Magpie like fingers clutching a precious coveted item, a woman with long silver hair steps forward to intervene. She stoops down to place something at the base of the tree, then stands and lays her hand flat against its trunk. You must be patient. It is not yet time, she whispers, the blue streaks painted on her face moving with each word. The melody retreats, reluctantly retracting back across the ocean, through the branches, and down the trunk to the roots before dissipating back into the earth. Don't worry, her time will come, adds the woman, before vanishing into thin air, leaving her gift behind. At the base of the tree sits a small silver bell, its outside etched with a spiral of skylarks swirling into infinity. Thank you so much for listening. Sharing the Skylark Trilogy with you has been an incredible, inspiring adventure. It has given me the opportunity to connect with amazing creative people and create both partnerships and friendships. Though the story of the Skylark Bell is over, I have many more stories to tell, and one of my favorite things in the world is working Easter eggs into my work so plan on hearing from some of the Skylark characters in future stories and books. There are several Easter eggs hidden within the Skylark books themselves. I'll share a document detailing those on my Patreon page, and maybe eventually turn it into a podcast episode as well. Please consider following me on social media so we can stay in touch. I keep active accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and Mastodon, as well as occasional postings on TikTok and Twitter. I would love to connect with you, and you can stay updated on what the future will bring to the Skylark Bell podcast. The Skylark Bell has been brought to you by Phaeton Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal, which is my stage name. You can find all the music from the podcast on major streaming platforms and Bandcamp. I'll provide a link in the show notes. Creating and sharing the Skylark Bell trilogy has taken a lot of time, effort, and funds. If you're able to support me, either through a one-time donation or by subscribing to Patreon or Coffee, 
Know that every cent will go directly toward moving this and future creative projects forward. Patreon and Coffee subscribers get access to bonus and exclusive material, and will be the first to receive a complimentary copy of the Skylark Trilogy in audiobook format once available. Remember that leaving a rating and a review helps boost the Skylark Bell's visibility on podcast platforms, which allows others to discover the story. So why not help share the joy? Lastly, if you'd like to sport some Skylark Bell merch, head over to my website, theskylarkbell.com. There you'll find links to two print-on-demand sites with various designs that can be applied to everything from stickers, posters, clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more. I'll be sure to include a list of all necessary links in the show notes. One final time, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell podcast, and I will be back very soon with more magical, mystical stories to share.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.